Do you believe, for the record, that you were removed as the Attorney General because you spoke truth to power on the topic of the SNC ongoing prosecution? I um, am going to have to be very careful what I say. I understand. I think it's apparent from my remarks that I was concerned that the reason why I was being shuffled out of the Minister of Justice and Attorney General um, possibly was uh, because of a decision I would not take on SNC and the DPA. I raised those concerns with the Prime Minister and with Jerry Butts. Um, and as I said in my remarks, um, those were um, denied. Those were denied. That is uh, Lisa Raitt yesterday at um, the Justice Committee questioning Jody Wilson-Raybould further after her explosive opening. Um, and we now know Jody Wilson's truth. Part, part of it, not all of it, certainly the, the most explosive stuff it is very well buried, um, you know, in what she can't say, which is she can't talk about the Mark Norman case. And she can't talk about anything about, you know, her resignation or what happened when she was, you know, booted down to Veterans Affairs. So there's a lot more to this story. But we do know from her testimony that there was a consistent campaign of pressure, veiled threats by as many as 11 people in the prime minister's office, including the prime minister, she said, and Gerald Butts. And now we learn Butts wants to get his truth on record. You know, even though he testified, or he, you know, got out last week and ran because he hadn't done anything. He just kind of quit, you know, because that happens. You know, the most powerful country guy in the country, and he is more powerful than Mr. Trudeau because he's actually running the show. You know, he just got up and left. Nothing to see here. So we expect to hear from him. We also expect to uh, hear from the other people she named. And my guess I'm just going to guess here that the strategy is they will craft a version of their truth and then it'll turn into they said, she said. Don't believe them. There you go. But the bad news for these guys is that on the side, you know, the liberals have no lawyers within their myths on the Justice Committee. They're actually pretty rank. They're pretty green. Lisa Raitt's a lawyer. Nathan Cullen, these guys, there's three lawyers on the other side that know exactly what to ask. But that is going to happen, and it will be, yet again, a bombshell. Let's bring Lisa Raitt into this conversation. She is the deputy leader, and she is front and center of the Justice Committee. She joins us now. Ms. Raitt, uh, it's been a, a busy, busy day. The story's evolving, you know, faster than Mr. Trudeau changes his socks. But we learned late today that Gerald Butts, all of a sudden, is such an eager beaver to get in front of the Justice Committee that you sit on, and the other ten also have been invited. What do you make of this? Well, it's exactly what we wanted at the beginning when we asked for the emergency meeting and the Liberals told us to go pound sand. And now we've heard from Jody Wilson-Raybould, we've heard from the clerk of the Privy Council, we've heard from the Deputy Minister of Justice, and, and now we're going to hear from Jerry Butts. But I don't know if you know this, they're bringing back the clerk of the Privy Council and the Deputy Minister of Justice again, because I guess they didn't get their testimony right the first time. <laughs> okay, so this opens up a whole bunch of cans of worms for them, because I think they got it backwards. I think one of the fatal mistakes was putting up the Privy Council. Um, one of the most damaging pieces of testimony, I think, was in fact the Privy Council that he himself gave. Um, and if our listeners don't know him, this is, of course, his Canada's top civil servant. He is a Trudeau appointee, and he's supposed to be totally neutral. And she said yesterday that he did pressure her three times. It was not illegal, but it was inappropriate. And I think a lot of people today are spinning this as saying, see, it, nothing illegal happened. Nothing wrong happened. And you say what? 
I say that that's incorrect. And that may be her subjective view that it wasn't illegal, but let's let the RCMP or whoever determines what charges could be relevant to make that decision based upon full testimony and the facts that they get from witnesses. Um, My opinion is different than what Jody Wilson-Raybould said. I believe that there was a serious attempt to obstruct justice. And I do believe as well that they continue to want to try and force the attorney general to do what they wanted her to do. And that is not allowed at, at all. So, you know, the um, the clerk of the Privy Council, he, he didn't have his dates right. He didn't have his facts right. He conflicts so much with the testimony of Jody Wilson-Raybould that I think that's why they're asking him to come back again just to try to clean up the record. Because right now what it looks like is that he perjured himself in right. front of the committee. Well, look, Mr. Harper, your old boss, always felt that, uh, you know, the the – the, the public service, you know, led by him, that it was a partisan thing. I mean, the I hate Harper buttons might have been a giveaway, but he always <laughs> felt uh, that there was a, an unbalance or an imbalance here. And I think we have now seen over the last a week that that there's so much inappropriate partisanship happening here. I'm sure I'm sure as well, though, that there's a lot of bureaucrats within the government system that are horrified by the level of partisanship that the clerk of the Privy Council went to in order to try to be the heavy and force the Attorney General, to go and do the bidding of the Prime Minister, which was meant to secure some votes in Quebec. And how he could let that happen, I think there's a lot of clerks around the country, retired ones, scratching their heads and going, oh my gosh, what the heck is that? But, you know, interestingly, Mr. Butts is going to be able to speak his whole truth. And she... Miss Jody Wilson-Raybould has not been able to, and some of the most damaging um, information she might have is in relation to things like the Mark Norman case, which you asked about uh, yesterday, but also with what happened when she resigned and what happened in those days. She can't talk and, and give her truth. So this is going to be, in my, um, you know, if I were Kreskin, I'm going to say this is going to become an 11 to 1, they said, she said, and they're going to try to bury her. Yeah, and I heard another line of argument open up today, and what it was is she probably understands the role of the attorney general better than the other folks did, and that's why she took it so differently than they took it, basically saying that the PMO didn't know what they were doing and doesn't understand the difference between the attorney general and the minister of justice, and they thought they were talking to the minister of justice and not the attorney general. So they're going to go with the big, oh, we didn't know excuse now, which is not an excuse. That is not a defense in law. No, I didn't. I didn't know I couldn't break the laws. I'll try it if I ever get in trouble, but I don't think it'll fly for for the average people out, like the the minions like me, because we have to go by the justice system in front of us. But you know, MPs are are coming out and they're disparaging her. Um, you know, women like Christian Freeland, who could very well be the leader of that party one day. I mean, she supported the B, uh, the prime minister and basically said, well, that is her truth. And you, you've got this MP out in, in um, B.C. T- saying terrible things about her, that, it was, you know, mm-hmm. her daddy's pulling the strings and she's yeah. um, sour grapes. And then he apologized today. But this will not this is not going to work for them if they disparage her. Not at all. And, you know, it just shows you the lack of sincerity in the kinds of things that they ran on, like being a champion for women or wanting to have better reconciliation with Indigenous nations. Clearly, those were things that they said to get elected, just like they're willing to bend the will of a direct prosecutor in order to get the votes they need to get elected. I mean, this is the same old Liberal Party that we've seen before in a new form with a prettier face. However, still as deadly and just as corrupt. 
Right, but it's all about jobs. We hear all about jobs and jobs and jobs. And I've got to be honest, I hear from people in Alberta saying, hold on a second. Why do the jobs in Quebec matter and no one's fighting for jobs anywhere else in this country, certainly not in the West? Well, the Prime Minister in his press conference obviously got that note because he started talking about jobs in Cornerbrook and Port Elgin and everywhere else around the country, not just in Quebec, because he's realized what's happened, which is the motivation for them to tell the Attorney General to break the law and go after and tell the, not break the law, but tell the Attorney General to overrule the Director of Public Prosecution was because they wanted to get elected and they're hiding under this notion of jobs. But here's the, here's the point that Pierre Polyev makes, and it's very true. If they really wanted to make sure that they didn't lose their ability to bid on government contracts, they could change the policy themselves without having to tamper with the criminal justice system. So there's more to it than this. There's more to it. There needs to be more discussion and more more interviews, and not just in public with us, but as well, I really hope the RCMP are looking at this matter. I don't think it gets more serious. Well, I don't either, but look, I mean, if the 11 people named uh, in the testimony get their story on, on record and their version of events are on record in front of you and the Justice Committee, um, you know, that, that kind of muddies the waters uh, as far as an RCMP investigation goes, does it not? Well, if, I don't know if it muddies the waters. Everything that is said within a, within a committee can't be used in trials. I mean, it's interesting, but it has its set of privilege. So what you say there, you can't be incriminated against. However, that being said, my bigger concern is the people on on the liberal side who were asking questions yesterday clearly had no legal training, clearly made mistakes in how they're asking questions. And she made it clear to them that their questions were offside. And you're not going to get to the bottom of, of testimony if you aren't putting people in there who have the capabilities to actually try to help get the story out as fully as you can. We had three lawyers on our side, mm-hmm. and they didn't. Yeah, it was it was clear that she knew what she was doing because, of course, she took meticulous notes, which is not something apparently they do in the prime minister's office. And so um, you're, do we need to hear from the finance minister? Because he also said today he never talked to her and that Ben Shin was doing his job because it was all about jobs. I mean, you've got the upper echelons of this party, the finance minister. You've got uh, the prime minister's office. You've got all these people who have been named um, and they're going to give, I guess, their testimony according to them. But then do you have to bring back Miss Jody Wilson? and uh, Ray Bold, or does does she get the freedom then and, and the privilege, you know, the waiver of a privilege? Well, we asked her if she would come back to give us the full story, the rest of the story, as you'd say, yes. if the waiver was lifted and if she was given the ability to speak freely, and she said she would, because there's relevant matters that still have to come. So we're going to continue to press for that. We're, there's an emergency meeting in the House of Commons, an emergency debate in the House of Commons tonight. And hopefully we'll be getting some traction with uh, with the Liberals on that as well. But, um, look, the Prime Minister holds all the cards on this one, Alex, to be honest. The majority of Liberals control that committee. It's with the Ethics Commissioner who cannot investigate whether or not the Attorney General is pressured. All he's looking at is whether or not there is a conflict of interest mm-hmm. in anybody's benefit. Uh, personally from what ended up happening. And we know that's going to go nowhere. And even if it went somewhere... Yeah. The Prime Minister gets to forgive himself at the end if he's even found guilty, just like when he went to Billionaire Island. Yeah, and he'll so, pay his $100 fine, but again, he called him a judge today, which that is not what the Ethics Commissioner does. He's not a judge. Correct. Um, exactly. and, and again, this could take months, conveniently. Well, it could. Um, we'll get to the bot. It took four months yeah. for it to unfold and get to this point. 
and it's going to take as long as it's going to take, but every single day we're going to put pressure on this government to do the right thing. We believe that the prime minister has lost the moral authority to govern in the country because he has clearly tried to bend the will of the attorney general in order to suit his political purposes, which is completely incorrect and unconstitutional. Um, And I don't know how much further you have to go to see something that needs to have a resignation attached to it. I really can't imagine anything that would possibly be worse. And I would put to you as well, Alex, because I know you talk about what happens in the United States. Imagine Mm -hmm. if this were if this case were unfolding with the players being Donald Trump and one of his attorney generals down there, imagine what would be said. Well, look, maybe that's what they're looking. Maybe the Trudeau government is looking at that and saying, look, Trump gets away with it. So clearly, if we rag the puck on this and, and, and you know, obstruct any kind of transparency, then, you know, uh, it might work for us, too. Well, we're going to find out. He's got he's got uh, he's away for the next two weeks. He doesn't have to come to the House of Commons. Um, but he's eventually going to have to show up and, and look at us and answer our questions. We'd like for him to come to committee. And every day that he says he's not coming to committee to give the full story under oath is just another day of him not wanting to tell the truth, as far as I'm concerned. Canadians will judge that because Canadians want the truth. They want to know from his lips exactly what happened instead of these, you know, we had some internal difficulties the past couple of weeks. Wow, that's uh, that's one way of putting it, Mr. Trudeau. Somewhat, yeah. All right, Ms. Rate, thank you very much. I know it's a busy time for you, and I appreciate you joining us. Always a pleasure, Alex. Thank you very much. That is Conservative uh, Lisa Rate. She will be very busy in the coming days. On Point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.